Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. This is Kathleen here with Luke, Jimmy, and producer Dave. Today, we're going to be covering Season 7, Episode 5 of the CW show, The 100, titled Welcome to Bardo. I think this episode was freaking incredible. We got a lot of answers that were posed last season, this season. What do you guys think? I liked it a lot. Um, I don't know if it was better than Episode 2, because Episode 2 was pretty wild. Yeah. But... We'll get into it a little bit later. This episode cleared up a couple of plot holes that were bothering me like yeah. real hard. So that's a kudos to the writers because it's pretty early to start fixing some of the things that they're establishing early in this yeah. season. So I, I thought it was a great episode overall. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say the same thing. Episode two was still my favorite episode of the season. But because they answered so much, uh, you know, the Bardo stuff was the best stuff, obviously. Um I went on a on, did the Twitter poll on Bingetown TV Twitter, and a lot of people did actually say best of the season, yeah, or or great. So everyone pretty much agrees that this is a really good episode. It's so weird to me that this is kind of like the first season where the group is so split up and in such specific groups, like they're not really crossing over yet. It's just weird that you can have a favorite episode that doesn't have either of the main characters. I mean, shout out to Bellamy for making his first appearance, but you oh, know yeah. that didn't count. Like. Clark wasn't in this, Raven wasn't in this, Bellamy wasn't in this, like, you know, it's just weird season. Yeah, I mean, this season, I think, is very, like, we've obviously seen them separated before, like, that would be season five, I would say, but this one is, like, totally different storylines in a way where it's, like, we don't even have time to bring Clark's storyline up yet, we'll get to that next episode, you know, like... Well, there's three specific storylines now. There was the Bardo and the Sanctum, or the Alpha, and now it's Bardo, Alpha, and now um, Clark and company in Nakara. So, they're, like, this season needed 16 episodes. Yeah. They couldn't, with these crazy storylines, they could not have done it in the it's regular It's going to feel 13. like the Avengers when they all finally are in the mm. same scene again. It's going to be end so game. The 100 Endgame. Yeah. Yep. We're not getting that to, like, <laughs> if we get that before the halfway point, there's no way, right? Like, I know. And we said it while we were watching, but no Maddie again. Right, right, no Maddie. She's the only one that isn't getting much. I mean, and we also said Dioza's only been in one episode. I might be talking out of my ass there, but... I think Dioza's only been in one too. Dioza was like that last season as well. I think I think there at some point comes into play like the TV logistics of it of it being a regular versus a guest star. Yeah. Um cuz I know I think Ma- that Maddie falls under that. Um I even think Indra falls under that. Mm-hmm. But I read like an article a while ago saying like Jason has been trying to get Indra to be a regular forever for multiple and... seasons, but there's something to do with like the perks of being a not regular. She's also on she... other shows. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well deserved being in it. I, I'm so happy she's been in more this season though. Yeah, she was an MVP this episode, and we'll get to that. Yeah. Later. So speaking of that, we're going to start with the Bardo storyline in chronological order, just so it is easier to comprehend, and then we'll shift to the Sanctum storyline. Ready to roll? Let's Ready do to it. Roll. All right, so 45 days ago. So we open at Octavia and Dioza getting taken into Bardo from Beta, um, which is where the episode two ends. So we get our first look at the planet. Um, we know they're way more high-tech, but nothing out of this world. Like, when I'm looking at Bardo, I'm not like, whoa! Yeah. But we know it's inhabitable, so that's why everything, even the outdoor place looks, is indoor. Right. I didn't know what to expect when last episode, I think it was last episode when we got Orlando to actually say the words that, like, it's a fortress. So I didn't know what to expect. Like, fortress, like, grounder-style fortress would look way different than 
future tech stock right, fortress, right, which is right. what we're getting here. And I'm happy we're getting that. Um, Mount Weather Fortress, kind of like yeah. yeah exactly. I was expecting something insane. I mean, their technology is awesome. Yeah, super dope. It was more likely that it was going to be advanced. Exactly. Yeah, and give Octavia our girl some props, man. She was on. She was on uh, beta for ten years, uh-huh. chilling, kicked the shit out of all these like guys, riding a bike. Yeah. <laughs> so we I mean, it, they're supposed ahead. to be warriors. I mean, was that our assumption or was that? No, they no, say no, that. They yeah, say that. I mean. Good, yeah, good but job. also while they Octavia. are warriors, how are you gonna like yeah. Octavia is like a top tier warrior in any right. society? It doesn't matter. She's gonna kick the shit out That's of everybody. True. That's crazy to think yeah. about. Damn. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, we see Octavia kick ass and evade capture like a badass she is, and then eventually she gets captured and put into MCAP, which is where we stay for the next 10, 11, 15 days. Right. Or so. uh, something we get confirmed pretty early in this scene is that if you are resisting MCAP and it's memory capture, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you resist it on a high enough frequency, which I think the, is the equivalent of strength, so high enough strength, it will actually lobotomize you or cause you to have a hemorrhage, which basically just makes you, it just kills you essentially. Right. Um, so yeah, we get that confirmed here and we start to see a little bit of what it's like to go through this because we've been talking about this for three four episodes and we just assumed that the people of bardo got a lot of information from octavia and dioza and wrongfully we did assume that bellamy went through it too and that's how we thought that the bardoan or i guess the um the disciples got all this information but yeah so in this scene we're introduced to both anders and levitt Two great characters right. who we're going to move forward with. Um, for different reasons, great characters. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anders is our big bad for f- the rest of the season because right. hopefully Shane Hayda just beats it. And mm-hmm. then Levitt is like another great example of the 100 writers like doing the most with the character in one episode. I'm like yes. in love with him already. It's crazy. He's going to be our next interview. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. literally he's literally us. He's a metaphor for us. Exactly. He's literally watching the 100 via Octavia's mind. And he's rooting. Like, and when he... she stabs Pike. Not and... yet, not yet, not yet. Not <laughs> yet. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay, so at this point, she is, for 11 days, she's fighting it. He's getting bits and pieces, little by little. He's getting information. Um, he says the word hope in a sentence, which triggers her to think of hope. Um, which is obviously she does not want them to know that she's on penance or beta. So she makes a deal with him to say, I'll tell you everything, just scratch hope from your notes. So Yeah, and yeah. this is 11 days in, and from what we see later in this episode, like 11 days of just resisting this machine is intense. Like right. that's, a, that's a huge mental toll on Octavia, which goes to show even further how even though she spent 10 peaceful years on beta – she was still always just like, you know, she still all ha- had all this training in the back of her head ready to go. Right. It's so nice seeing Levitt, like, love Octavia like we do. And I know, like, we, we keep bringing up that she needed this crazy redemption story because of how bad she got. But, like, he's watching her in, like, movie style for three days. And, of course, he's going to, like, fall. Like, this is such a good... It's literally us. We love Octavia so much. We would do anything for Octavia. Like, three days in, he's ready to, like, just all of his ideals out the window for Octavia. Because he awesome. knows that the one crew is, ge- most of them are coming from a genuinely good place. And the point that he gets to when he's rewatching her memories isn't far enough, like Octavia later says, you haven't even gotten to Blood Raina yet. Right. And before that <laughs> point, even though they were doing some messed up stuff, they were everything was kind of like, they were fighting against grounders, against Mount Weather people. They were, what they were doing was justified, and they, were, they came off as good people, and obviously Levitt saw that. Um, I did want to also point out that I think, I don't know how canon we can take this, but when you pause the screen and look at Levitt's face, he does have, 
at least 12 markings on his face. So I think we can safely assume that he's a level 12 disciple, right. meaning he had as much information as is available. Like he's he's the top tier along with Orlando, who who we met last episode. R.I.P. Not. Right. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, okay, so now we get this dope, like, um, Hope Dioza fake out. Dioza, allegedly, again, walks in with the suit on um, and holds a knife to Levitt's throat. And then we find out it is Hope, and it's so sweet. I love it. It's, and this is, um, this timeline is right after Deb dies. So she would have hopped through, and she's coming straight in. So that's and, how that And that's where, up. Luke, you caught that it might be an error with Hope's tattoos, right? If we're going by what you said. Because the tattoos still look like she would, her face is what Orlando tattooed. Well, no, I don't know. Like, I don't know that we're saying it's an error, but we're just saying that why would Dev fake her out to be a level 12 when he was only a seven? Like, he couldn't even train her past that. Okay, I thought you meant like it was a timeline error where they gave her the 12 We'd have to look, we'd have to go back and see like what, was on her face when Deb dies. Right. Because right. that also would have been there in the season finale of last season. We would have also had the same yeah. amount, but who knows how consistent they were yeah. there. Right. I I, I, swear, I I don't know why, but she does look different in the finale. Like, of course, it's like probably months in between and different mm. days and makeup days, but I'm like, wow, she looks younger for some reason. So the next scene we get is them escaping from the MCAP room um, being Hope, Levitt and Octavia and they're making their way to the anomaly stone room and in this scene we get a lot of information to digest and this is what I mentioned earlier we get a little bit of a cleanup for some of the plot holes and questions I had from earlier episodes so Hope wanted Hope wants Octavia to go she wants to send her but Levitt saying okay do the time dilation if Octavia goes through without a mask she's gonna forget everything but Hope's like well I need the mask to be able to ghost out so I can go get mom and it's really emotional it's like they don't know what to do and the time's running out so let's back up a little bit and look at Levitt's actual quote so what he does say is that jumping to a slower time dilation planet causes you to lose your memory uh so what this is tell what this basically means to us is that Alpha is confirmed to be slower time dilation than Bardo. Alpha is also a slower time dilation to Beta. And so what that means is that if you're on Alpha Sanctum and you're leaving by Anomaly, you'll never need a mask. You'll never need the helmet because everything else is faster time dilation relative to your planet. As far as we know. As far as we right. know, which, which explains earlier in the season... You know, when we got um, Hope, Gabriel, and Echo going from Alpha to Beta, they didn't need the helmets. They didn't have any issues with their memory loss. And it also explains why, like you were saying last episode, we don't have to be pissed anymore that Clark and them didn't yes, lose their memory. exactly. So that's that's given us a little more that the planet that Clark and them go to have a faster time dilation than Alpha. And pretty much everything does. I think it's safe to assume that Alpha has the slowest time dilation, meaning it's the closest to the black hole. Um Another thing to note is that I think, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think this also explains why anytime we've seen prisoners getting dropped off at Beta, 
from Bardo directly, they didn't. They don't need helmets because they don't need to. Because you know yeah. they're going right. from Bardo to a faster time dilation in beta. So that that's why we didn't see Dev have yeah. a helmet. They need we to remember what Orlando they did. Have a helmet. Exactly. They right. need to repent. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Exactly. Yep. So that's why, like you know, Orlando had all the memories of Bardo and all all that. And then it's also a thing that if you come back to the dilation, the normal dilation, you get your memories back. You'll remember it, right? right. And Levitt also confirmed that for us, which is cool because. A lot of this was just like nitpicking. I thought it was yeah. nitpicking, but this does clear up a couple of inconsistencies in the first couple episodes. Yeah, I mean, I don't think when I was listening to your guys' episode last week, I don't think it was nitpicking at all. Wondering why Clark and them didn't lose. You know, that There's was just a that hundred w- wrong things with them, just like being like, "Let's go!" Yeah, into yeah. The I mean, that I totally agree. <laughs> and but I just think that that you know, I'm glad that they gave us that answer. Sure. Two other questions we now have um, left to be answered about the the jumping between different planets is we still kind of have some questions about the bags, like bringing bags to places. We're going to find out next episode if anyone in Clark's group has anything on this new planet. I'm pissed. (laughs) That's pretty much what it is. I'm going to be pissed. Um, And the second one is Octavia's arm from last season. So what we know or remember is Octavia was... On Sanctum, on, on Planet Alpha with Dioza and Gabriel at the time. And I think like the anomaly was just like, they knew for some reason the anomaly was coming, so they had to get out of the way. And what they were in was like quicksand or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, she was submerged and only her arm was sticking out. Right. And so just her arm was sticking out when the anomaly flew over them and basically just aged her arm. Right. So it messed it up. And now we talked it out and we're guessing maybe fossilized it, aged it, something. I yeah. mean, they don't ever say that, but. That's what we're going with. The first scene when we see Octavia, which is directly after her getting sucked up into the anomaly. It's, I, it's healed. It's yeah, healed in already. Beta, yeah. Yeah. So they might not even touch it. The but... question is, is the anomaly healing? Which would be a big problem because we know it doesn't heal Hope's arm. But, and like I said, um, if the anomaly is healing, when Hope went back, it was because someone pulled her via her code on from Octavia's tattoo which couldn't negate the healing so, so the anomaly the stones uh tag is there di- different properties that happen yeah. with each one right. is, is the second question and One we might never know yeah. and let's not hope let's not hope that there is it because that's too complicated <laughs> uh, right um so another reveal we get is the biocode reveal so levitt um comes to the conclusion oh this was here before we were here the like stick the, wand, <laughs> yeah, the, the magic wand, wand. Yeah. um so we scans hope's eyes and and the biocode we were always wondering how the fuck do you get a biocode right and that's exactly how so that's awesome and then and then you also get the reveal of that's how the tattoo got on octavia's back and also this confirms this pretty much confirms that the disciples never really travel with biocodes anymore like they they have he basically was just like looking at this older piece of technology and being like yeah it only works eight out of ten times i think he said something like that he said we stopped using it because it only works eight out of ten times and they can also use the stone other ways like they don't need the bio codes it makes more sense now because when we saw how raven accessed it she was looking at planetary codes and like how to put them into the stone instead of like that kind of always confused me a little bit like what was the purpose of the bio codes if you could always just have the helmets that yeah. Could just read the plan. But th- this yeah. was good. No, that, that was Imagine good. Imagine if you're like minding your own fucking business. Someone just types your code in and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. like fuck, dude, <laughs> now I'm on a different planet. It's insane. <laughs> and then um, the last question that's answered is Levitt's the one who puts um, the note in Hope's arm. Right. Which is cool. Oh, I guess that's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does say it in that. He does. He does. Yeah. yeah. And the reason, it's kind of cool that um, we find out 
the reason that he put like trust Bellamy is because he had the opportunity to live Octavia's first four seasons of the show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he trusted Bellamy just as much as he wanted her to trust Bellamy because he knew who Bellamy was. We trust Bellamy. We fucking trust Bellamy. I was happy to see his face. I miss you, Bob. I miss you. I know. We miss Bob. Okay, so now chronologically, we're at the seven days ago mark. And we don't see what happens with Hope in between Octavia being sent to Sanctum and Hope doing Anders' bidding, quote-unquote, to tag Octavia. So at this point, she's bleeding because Levitt puts the note in her arm. And then she gets pulled from to Alpha via Gabriel with the biocode on Octavia's back. And as soon as she gets pulled, um, Anders, is, Anders is like, she's dangerous, and that's why she had a kill on site. Um, when in episode one, when we saw through the mask right. of the, um, and just to just to reiterate, because she went from Bardo to Alpha, that's going from to a yes. slower time dilation. That's why both her and um, Octavia. Octavia both just didn't have any part of their memory right. until except they went back. for when the anom- anomaly was above their head. They remembered for a second. Yes, yes. and it's- then and then as soon as you know in the episode two, as soon as they go back to Beta is when Hope gets all of her memory back. As right. we were saying earlier, you do gain the memory back. Right, she gets yeah. everything back, and Echo and Gabriel are like, yo, hook us up yeah. here. Tell us some <laughs> things. It's kind of crazy that technically Anders had no idea when Hope was going to get pulled. Because it's like, they uh, on Alpha, they had to figure out, Octavia had to take her shirt off. Someone had to notice it. Gabriel himself had to be the one to notice it because he's been studying the Anomaly Stone for that many years. Like, it, a perfect amount of events, like this, a perfect storm had to I happen. was literally about to Say the yeah. same exact thing. Yeah. And Levitt brought, I mean, the, the, that, that question was brought up, and Levitt's like, we don't have time to worry about all these problems, like, one problem at a time. And that was obviously a concern for them. He's like, you're not going to remember, we just have to hope that someone, you know, I would have just sent her out without, without the shirt. She's good, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are they going to do? Yeah. yeah. Um. So, now, this is uh, the finale timeline. So, Hope just got back, stabs Octavia, and then Octavia comes back back she gets pulled by the locator tag right so um now she's in mcap again and this is where enter bellamy let go let go right? and i think i think this is technically still a couple days before quote-unquote present day yeah yeah okay so it's it's yeah. the last thing that happens before hope gabriel and echo walk into bardo you're right yeah so we get the crazy Bellamy scene here, right? Yep. Is this when we find out that Bellamy died? Uh, uh, come on, this is episode <laughs> could six you even or five. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, she makes another deal. Like she, Octa- everyone, just making deals to save people, but Octavia especially. She makes another deal with Anders to say save Bellamy, and that's when the guy pulls the bomb. Right. It wasn't. I thought that was just like an okay scene. Like as as much as I'm like. It, it, that wasn't the reunion I wanted for Octavia and Bellamy, but... Yeah, I agree, and obviously he's not dead. And no. the other thing is, you know, we don't know where he went. He obviously, again, didn't go back to Sanctum. We would That would be too much. We would know that if that happened. So I guess his journey is going to be getting back from wherever he went. Mm-hmm. And also, the energy wouldn't have been reciprocated from Bellamy's side if, like, for that reunion of Octavia and Bellamy, because from Bellamy's perspective, I don't think much time has passed. No. Right. But obviously, You're Octavia so right. is out here living 15, 10, or 10 years, 10 plus, years plus the Bardo. torturing. Yeah. yeah. Like, a lot of stuff is going on. Um, so, I guess that, that reaction wasn't 
I agree with you. It wasn't exactly what I expected, but it also makes a little bit of sense from the Bellamy side. He was in a high-pressure situation. He wasn't about to, oh, my God, baby I know, sister. I know, but, like, all the seasons and every show I've ever watched, like, the reunions are what you watch for. It's coming. We're getting that Avengers scene, I'm telling yeah. you. I mean, coming. let's talk again, though, because we, it, brought, we brought Octavia up earlier saying, you know, all for 10 years, chilling with her girls, sure. comes in and kicks some ass. Mm-hmm. Bellamy... These are warriors. He's not like actually trained, trained as a warrior. Well, he I, no, can no. fight. Let's let's go back because for six years on on in space, all they did he was train. Did train oh, with Echo okay, all okay, time. Because, okay. Because if you a little quick down down memory lane, when he's he's fighting Octavia at some point, she's like, "You fight like as ah, gay." yes, it's yes, dope. Yes, it's yes, super yes. Dope. Okay, so <laughs> but I was gonna say I was so happy that he kicked the ass, but I was a little like character development yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Love that. Mm-hmm. Great. I mean, it's. I just remember when. I rewatched thinking that was so badass of Octavia being like you fight like like she literally knows how each of the crews would yeah, fight that's like, great it's so awesome um, but I think we're done on this one we can hop to the present I yeah. think it's time to get to the part where Hope and Echo and Gabriel walk through the anomaly on Bardo yeah and it's that's badass too I mean they jump in and I like that line where um someone, one of the girls killed someone and Gabriel automatically assumes it's freaking Echo and she's like, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> but then Echo is out yeah. here slitting throats. Slitting throats, It's not man. even slitting throats. She just like pushes the knife into the neck. That yep. sound it makes too. You is know like, what it Gah. reminded me of is back to season one when they kill Adam. When Clark kills Adam and just slips it into his neck. Oh, and yeah. Adam. isn't That's exactly how Wells dies too. It just kind of yep. just goes right into his neck mm. by the little bitch Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, because Charlotte would know where the karate was. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think Bellamy might have explained that to her like uh, now that i'm thinking about it it doesn't matter but (laughs) but yeah so um i wanted to talk quick about so um they kill everybody in there and so gabriel is pissed that they let that echo killed everybody except orlando and he says it's more of a risk leaving him there than taking him with us and then he says what are we going to do without an inside man right because because that's how they train right they train for five years with orlando as part of the plan right but then echo and hope look at each other and know that they have levitt so i'm like why wouldn't gabriel know about levitt like i'm like it's because hope and echo are kissing on the side (laughs) but also didn't didn't um didn't Hope express concern that there's a chance that Levitt might not be there, right? She when does that... right after. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's why right away, like, Hope was just like, oh, we might not be there. Because if, if he's not there, what are the chances? You don't know how much time is really... I, I right. just mean, like, shouldn't Gabriel know that they do know somebody in yes, there? Yes, yeah, you're right. You're but right. he's not readily available like Orlando would have been to get them through this 30 minutes. But Echo but I... knew. <laughs> Echo knew, like... Th- Echo's the one who says it. Hope's not even the one who says it. Echo's yeah. the one who's like, uh, we do know somebody, basically. And she's like, I don't know if he's in MCAT. Weird writing, whatever. Moving on. I guess, I guess, <laughs> I guess. So then we get a little bit of a transition scene where we have Hope, Echo, and Gabriel walking to the MCAT room. They have the suits on, like they have the masks on. They're playing soldiers. Um, so they're they're making their way to the MCAT room. And as soon as they get to it, they get called out by uh, another disciple. And he's like, you know, that girl or guy was just like, stand in line, come over here, whatever. So they have to play the part. They start grouping up with the other disciples. Tick, 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 tick. And it's time to, to, to go to a ceremony that's happening on, on Planet Bardo. Um, now, this scene, we get a lot of information. And a lot of it's subtle. Like, you honestly need to read the subtitles because they're getting blocked out by the dialogue. But we picked up a bunch of things here. 
Um, so one of the things I noticed right away is every time that the disciples, specifically Anders as well, talk about the she- uh, talk about shepherd, they talk about him in present tense. So one of the lines is like, shepherd will save us, will, future tense, save us from the war to end all wars. So I think that gives a little bit more credence to what we talked about last episode. I think I brought up on that map that they had, there's this little chamber, this little part of the um, Bardo Fortress that was marked as Shepherd Cryolab. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things we were kind of just spitballing talking about is there's definitely a chance that Shepherd, the person that brought everyone to Bardo, is in that cryolab waiting to be woken up for this final war. And so that would kind of make sense to why they, they all the people on Bardo hail him as like a godlike figure and they're like waiting to wake him up for this exact thing. Um, I just thought that was like, I, I hope that's what it is. Um, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Did you guys pick up on them talking about Shepard like that in present future tense? Hell yeah. And, and I agree with you completely. I think yeah. that's what, and, and it's nice that we saw that on the map because if we didn't see Shepard cryo, like we wouldn't. Yeah. Really that wouldn't be, be pieced that. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we I were, needed a, so I really did need the second watch with the subtitles to, to catch what you were saying about his speech. Like I, um, that almost that whole speech in the first uh, watch through kind of went right yeah. in and out because it's being blocked out They're You're, they're showing a scene and he's just on the PA system in another area mm-hmm. before they walk in. That's also that just reminded me is when, when Anders gets introduced to the speaking portion where, where he's giving out this um, cer- ceremonious speech. Um, the reason he's, even talking in the first place, like Anders specifically, is because he is referred to as Anders, the first disciple. We have no idea what that means, but I'm I'm sure we're gonna find out. Like there could be a chance. I don't. There could be some tie-in with the mind drives. How maybe he was the first one there and could be Shepard himself, just reincarnated. There, there's just a lot of there's a lot of conjecture when you're thinking about why he's the first disciple. We also get confirmation that it is not the Allegis. They are not the from Allegis three, and that there is a stone on Earth, which just changes the game. But we right. we guessed that we knew the stone was on Earth, yeah. but that was the confirmation, pretty much. Besides, you know, the mask. What Anders specifically says is that the original original Bardoans, which we've been saying Bardoites, and I like that way better. But the I original agree. Bardoans went extinct by Gen nine, um, by the time that. The shepherd brought the disciples there. So what that tells us, two separate species has lived on planet Bardo. The original ones that were there um, wiped out by whatever Gen 9 is. And I'm sure we're going to find out more about that as the episodes are going on. Uh, and then we also know that this is it's looking more and more likely. Like Basically, Gabriel confirms that the disciples are from Earth. They used the Anomaly Stone to come here post extinction of the original Bardoans. Cue Luke's theory of Bill Cadogan. Yeah, okay, so all right, <laughs> I'm going to go on a little tangent here. I know I talk about this a lot, but it's looking more and more likely, so I'm feeling good about myself, you know? <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, All right, really. so I'm going to back us up to talking again about Second Dawn Cole and Bill Cadogan, which if you haven't heard my explanation on that, go back to episode two is when we talked about that, yeah. I think. Yeah, and last episode. Right, yeah. you talked about it last episode as well. Yeah, so I'm I was just trying to work the year numbers to make sure that it was even theoretically possible for Bill Cadogan to have brought the second Dawn Colt to Planet Bardo. So some things that we know are that the Allegis three was on Bardo before the disciples. We kind of just talked about that a little bit. Um now I'm gonna bring us all the way back to the Earth years real quick. So Bill Cadogan killed Becca Becca Franco 
two years after the Earth apocalypse happened. And the only reason that's important is just to get a frame of reference of, of how many years have passed. So that was in the year of 2054 from the uh, the 100 Wikipedia. So that's, that's pretty much where I'm getting these numbers from. Um, so yeah, 2054. So in between when Bill Cadogan kills Becca and when Binge Crew arrives on Alpha is 227 years. So basically the takeaway of that is if Bill Cadogan had access to the Anomaly Stone and used it relatively close to right after Becca Franco died, the numbers work because the Allegis Three were could have been the first people that were on Bardo, and that was the race that originally went extinct. And because of the time gap of that 227 years, that would have been 227 years that the Disciples, basically the second Dawn cult that Bill brings over with the, with the Anomaly Stone, they would have had the, that 227 years of technological growth on top of what was already left there, which they said a couple times in this episode, there was technology here when we got here. So they grow from that, right? Um, and then also, when you take into account the slower time dilation of Bardo relative to Alpha, that gives us even more of a reason of why there would have been such a discrepancy between how far Russell Lightborn got versus where the disciple, how advanced the disciples got. They basically had hundreds and hundreds of more years to advance along the timeline. And if they had access to mind drive technology, there's no reason that Bill Cadogan's second dawn cult couldn't have been the originators of this species that we have today. My brain just am I exploded. am I just shitting like am I is this am I, like, am I just spitting shit? Like is this is any of this? I sound love it. At I mean tinfoily as fuck yeah. and I think it all tracks. Jason so Rothenberg eat your heart out. Yeah, exactly. Basically all this is to say is that Bill Cadogan is the goddamn shepherd. So like that's exactly. it. And if you if that's true Bingetown TV episode two, three, four, all of them Luke says it. Yes. And I will keep saying anyone. it. I will keep saying it as we get more and that more evidence. That was a mouthful, Luke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my tangent. No, I love it. I love it. Um, the disciples are are literally just a cult. Like he, yeah. uh, Anders even mentions to Hope, or after Hope goes, or actually when Dorn. Hope is still there, yeah. he's like, she. He says something like, "This is what happens when you." think about one person instead, instead of, of the, the group or the collective and then she's like it's called love you son of a bitch mm -hmm. <laughs> i love it um but that this is when so hope like is like i don't know gonna kill anders like a wacko like what are you gonna do kill anders in front of all of these people <laughs> like she's like creeping up so mad that was another example of hope almost blowing the whole plan for everybody I, well i, I because he, what he, else is she Hope, almost blew Dev? She got yeah, Dev she killed. Up she Dev. directly well, got Dev killed. This... She made Echo have to kill uh, the first um, disciple that came because when Orlando killed. was there. There's three times. I don't know. I love Hope so much. She's my girl. Yeah. But um, so then they they end up do creeping to the MCAP. It's not Levitt there. Um, so Echo's like threatening him and is like, "Where's Bellamy? Where's her brother?" And we see the death quote-unquote and echo just absolutely loses her fucking mind <laughs> and and meanwhile octavia it what is she repeating over and over again uh i'm not I afraid i'm not afraid, not afraid. I'm yeah not afraid. and it's like oh she's zonked yeah, she, she is, is a zombie that's zombie. also i just thought of this right now a throwback to what bellamy tells charlotte to say in her head when she stabs yep. wells he's mm -hmm. like i'm not afraid i'm not afraid which is what he was telling octavia when they were kids too so yep. just thought of that. that's I awesome love i love it. that um, too many callbacks. It's the best. I mean, we literally got to see Pike for a hot second. Mm -hmm. We got to Lincoln. see Lincoln, which I was pretty surprised they put his actor in there at all. Yeah, I mean, they literally, you know, they say, like, who puts their hand out for you? And Lincoln shows up. I, I know. Mean, 
Honestly, RIP. Like if I'm in therapy and somebody says that, you're gonna think of something. Oh yeah, that's like an awesome technique. I was like, damn, that's that's fucking. Yeah, it's like when you say think, don't think of a gray elephant. You're gonna think of a gray elephant. Exactly. So Echo's going nuts and she's beating the shit out of this guy. And um, Hope and Gabriel are like, we need him to be able to find Dioza. And she just takes that fucking thing and destroys him. And he's dead. And Hope's like, we're never going to find my mom now. And that's kind of where it cuts out. And it's pretty epic. But pretty there's, epic. That, there's Echo just being absolutely like... Reckless. She doesn't yeah. think Ice cold. at all. Oh, man. my gosh. Okay. Both. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's both. And, and that's her, like, as Gata, like, whatever. But the one thing we didn't really touch on this episode yet is that um, Anders keep saying Clark is the key. We know that Clark is what he wants. And it's like, after the incredible showing we get from Octavia, Echo, Hope, and all these newcomers, it's kind of annoying that Clark is still the key. But it's like, I love Clark, so of course she's the fucking key. But it's like, it's cool to me that like this season we have so many fucking awesome characters um, that could be the lead of the show. This Clark could have died last season and we would be having the same exact show. Yeah, right I'm now. really interested to see what makes her the key compared to anybody else. My guess is, I think I, I was probably reading some former, like an article, maybe it was Reddit or something. I think, like, th- there's a chance that it could have to do be have to do with the fact that she's had the flame, the neural network. Yeah. Like, she's had everything that you could have. She's a knight, but, like, she's she's pretty much like, um, I don't know, She they give her everything, so... If there's some sort of connection to actually mind drives on Bardo, then maybe they're trying to figure out a way to like I don't know, like the flame. Maybe they're trying to make someone everlasting longer. I don't know. Yeah, I, it I has to be it, something like that because it can't just be like a personality trait or something. I mean, I love Clark to death, so whatever it is, it's fine. But I was just trying to make the point that we have such a deep bench on this show, like so many talented actors and amazing characters with these like arcs that were incredible. I'm so sad. We keep saying it, but I'm so sad that this is the last season. They are just setting it up for a hundred more seasons. No pun intended. <laughs> I was thinking about it earlier. I kind of I'm a little bit happy after we're getting into the season that it is ending because if they did decide to go full complicated sci-fi concepts like we're doing this season and they had to flesh that out over like four seasons and we were, uh, the plot holes were going to be there the fact that it's going to be short sweet we're going to cover all of the allegis three information we need to with the planets that they found and stuff in this one contained season it just kind of makes everything that's why that's why every episode's been so good so far is because it's short sweet a lot of information that could have been four seasons is going to be right. shoved into one that's why so far this season's is 10 out of 10. I'm loving it. I know. And and I, I don't, I can't see this ending and me being disappointed and knock on wood, but I am just so glad that they're doing this season right. We deserve I it. I think it we do. It needs to end right. It I know. needs to end right. Okay. So I think we're good on the Bardo. So let's get into everyone's favorite, Sanctum. <laughs> but I actually liked this one and we've, what, we've probably spent a collective 10 minutes on, of the episode in Sanctum, so it's really not that much. Um, this was definitely the best Shade Hater we've seen so far this season. Exactly. Great acting by Another shout out to J.R. Bourne, yeah. man. Yeah, he's a fantastic actor. Ugh. Ever <laughs> ever since Jimmy said the thing about the original Shade Hater just being so like white bread boring, I was like, you're, I didn't think about that. I just hated Shade Hater, and I thought I hated him because I was just not interested, but you're so right. He's like, just a vanilla villain. Yeah, like, he was. Like, oh my God. They added a little bit more flavor with his conversation in, with Indra, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Well, no, but... we're saying now that he's J.R. Bourne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're yeah, talking last season gotcha, with Maddie. Gotcha. I, I thought you meant his personality, like his actual yeah. character's background and stuff. 
stuff like that. I will say that this season Shade Hata is more interesting than last season Shade Hata. I could have I couldn't care less with Maddie and Shade Hata, like truly. Same. And and I will and compared to Bardo, I really couldn't care less about Shade Hata anymore. But this episode, I was like, okay, sure. Let's 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 see this play out. And I'll take anything where I can see Murphy. I was going to say, Murphy's just going to hold it down there because exactly. he's still he's still a binge crew favorite. And you know. well, we were worried about who was left and being like, what is... We knew that this episode was going to have some like Sanctum-centric plot lines. And we were like, okay, it's just Murphy and Amori and Indra. But it ended up being really good. So... We get the Sanctum storyline, and it starts with the faithful, quote-unquote, which is what we call um, the Sanctumites is what we've been calling them, but it's the faithful led by Trey. Um, so we realize they're sacrificing their people one by one, lighting themselves on fire hour by hour. They're going to do it um, in order to get Russell Prime back or, yeah, whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, and they show the first girl getting, you know, burning herself alive, and Indra was shook, and I, I was a little surprised, man. Indra's a badass. She's seen some shit in her life, man. I mean, I know she's 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 good, you know, but and doesn't want someone to burn themselves alive. But she was she was pretty shook. So I was on the Murphy train where it's like just let them, yes. and we kind of had this conversation. And Luke was more, but and then I played devil's advocate, and I'm like. We're the last humans on Earth, or what they think. So they think, like, yeah, hey, I mean, you no one, save no one humans. wants anyone to burn themselves alive, <laughs> yeah. but it's not really like all you have to do is have one person be the leader, like Murphy, and then their whole plan is done. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Like, if Murphy was Indra, sure, and making the decisions right now, and Indra says, oh, Go, go yeah. do it, fine, I don't care, then they just all die. And but that, Indra... that's my thing is when they're having the conversation, Murphy says that, he says exactly what I asked out loud as I was watching the as I was watching the episode I was like why not just let them all kill each other and then as soon as he says that they kind of just brush it off don't even give him an answer moved on to Russell himself she'd hate a volunteer and you go talk to him that conversation isn't brought up I don't know I'm saying they just let them all burn themselves alive we're pretty much half half peaceful in the universe we got we're done with one storyline <laughs> yeah so Nelson the leader of the children of Gabriel actually tries to save one of the faithful gets burnt um to save the woman who does kill herself good guy nelson yeah and i i, I love liked, that dude i liked that a lot because um he's the one who says like they might not they might hate us but they're still my people right and yeah i mean he, like he said his parents are one of them you know so you're nelson and i'm murphy do you feel good about yourself Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see both sides, but I was surprised by Nelson saving them, but happy that he was. Because these are human beings, and I think that Cockroach protocol, anyone, man. right, but anyone who isn't us, I feel like we think are bad, and I'm glad to see that they're not, you know? Yeah, and it's funny, too, because if you think about it, if Nelson is on Murphy's side and they just let him burn, then they get Nelson gets what he wants, and they kill Shade Hayda slash Ru Russell. You know, that's what if he decided, you know, that's what he would get. Yeah, that was weird to me. And it was also weird to me. Did did we see Alyssa this episode? Which no. she wasn't the person that burned herself alive, no. right? No, I don't That's th weird that they yeah. wouldn't have put the only named character of besides the faithful. Th yeah, besides Trey. And she wasn't in any of the scenes, not the original or the, the later scene with Shade. That was weird to me. Yeah. Budget stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guest, <laughs> guest actor. <laughs> so, um, Amori is still recovering from the radiation so of course murphy has to be the one to play daniel prime and try and talk them down but he's not supposed to go into the tavern indra's gonna walk him through and murphy sees that the next sacrificial lamb is going to be a child so he busts right in 
Yeah, and I just wanted to real quick rewind. I love this line where he says, the others better come back soon because I'm tired of being a hero. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Murphy. Kurt, yeah, Murphy. He's got a couple boy. more hero scenes, I guarantee yeah. it. So Zev, um, Daniel Prime's boyfriend, is the one who kind of finds him out and outs him, and um, they trick him to try and say the four pillars of whatever it is. So now this motherfucker is getting Murphy killed, but obviously he's not going to die. And to me that was weird because why instantly wouldn't you think if if you just prove that Daniel Prime isn't Daniel Prime, why wouldn't your next logical jump to be, let's go see if Kaylee Prime's actually a prime? And I said, like, the the one thing you do when you're impersonating someone, like when Murphy was teaching Josephine how to be Clark, is you you test them and you mm-hmm. you, you tell them everything they need to know. I feel like the four pillars of Sanctum basic. are basic. Well, that's like with Amori. She was studying, remember, earlier in the season, and, and Murphy was like, nah, I'm good. So, oh, um, really? Yeah, remember when Kaylee, she was reading the book at, early in the season? Oh, when they yeah. Were, we Are One, that's where the We Are One yeah, thing came from. Right. Yeah, right. She was studying up, and Murphy was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm not Classic. feeling it. Oh, that's a good catch. I didn't even, like, I forgot I had that memory. (laughs) If I'm Zev, I'm not questioning him on that because of that. I'm like, where did we first have sex? (laughs) That's what I was just going to say is, like, studying aside, like, you can't fake a personal relationship Mm -hmm. with anyone, even how little. Like, they were there. Like, what are you going to do? You don't know the name of anybody that's in that room. They've been living there for their whole lives. Like, what the fuck? How does this not? Murphy the fuck boy goes, "Uh, I guess you're wondering why I didn't call you back. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great one. That was a great line. So moving forward, we get a hot boy shirtless Murphy. He's about to get burned alive, but then Russell and Amori to the rescue. Uh, We get this like cute little flirty line, even in in the face of death, they're flirting with each other. And like I said, Amori and Murphy are the greatest love story of our time. Um, And then this is where we get the big reveal, which is the best part of the Sanctum storyline. Russell is saying, show me your fealty and makes them kneel. And then Andrew, you could just tell on her face. She's like, I've heard that before. Yeah, Shadeda came in hot. Like yeah. he really he just, did. He just came in, knew what he had to do. He had to basically just dominate these people that are just faithful to him. And um, yeah, yeah, it was the like the second time watching the episode. Like the realization on Indra's face is just like that was the best part of any Sanctum scene, almost probably for the whole season. Yeah, like exactly. that was so cool and so smart of her. And I thought it was really clever the. Um, to speak in, uh, we're all going to say at once what, what the grounder language is called. We're going to pronounce it. Ready? One, two, three. Trigagazigle. Nope. <laughs> Let's <you> do that. Trigagazigle. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, no, but it's Don't like trigagazigle, something yeah. grounder speak. But she yeah. says, there's a spider on your shoulder and he looks on his shoulder. And I know people might think that's a little corny, but I thought it was a really clever way of him recognizing it because obviously Russell Prime wouldn't have because I mean it's not like he was like ah, ah, like yeah. he just like slowly looked at his shoulder but just the fact that he recognized the and the more I think about it um the more I'm just like starting to just accept that he would have fell for something so not gullible but kind of gullible is at that exact time he already knew he had the leverage of he can't be killed. Like, they can't kill him right. without basically destroying all of Sanctum, causing riots and stuff like that. They, He later says they can't, you can't make me a martyr. Like, that's just going to backfire on you. So I guess the reason, like, him having that knowledge in his head made him just nonchalant. Like, yeah. oh, I just hear in this other language, I'm fluent. Oh, okay, you caught yeah. me. I don't care. 
Yeah, so if they kill Russell, the faithful would revolt. And if the Grounders found out about Shade Hayda, they would revolt. So they've kind of got these two... They're in a little pickle. But to me, I'm saying just fucking cut his head off and then deal with the <laughs> deal with the faithful and let them whatever they want to do. I don't care. Yeah, that's me. But that's not television. So we're gonna have Shade Hater for maybe. Let's take a guess. How many more episodes do we have Shade Hater? Oh man, I act so. I swear, like at some point, I thought that I read in an article or something that this was only gonna last a couple episodes. So really? it kind of is because next episode is only. Nakaro, which is the ice yeah, planet. Like, okay. The way that they're doing it, full Bardo episodes, full. So technically, yeah. Sanctum is only maybe four or five episodes, but it might span until Yeah, nine, I mean, I definitely... Nine, you didn't get there yet, but I definitely need the answers to what actually happens when the mind drive was taken out of his neck. Yeah. That's going to be... You know, we don't know exactly what that means for Shade Hayda and Russell. So to me, that just means... um so he, when he dies, he dies. There is no more Shade Hata in the mind drive, but he's still... Sh- I think he is both Shade Hata and Russell at the same time. I think that he has Russell's memory and stuff because he wouldn't be able to fake it Okay, this so what you're saying now is that he's Shade Hata slash Russell, but he's not immortal anymore. I think that was the purpose of the scene. It's I think we just have to take that... Out. We right. have to take that at face value or else, like, you know, like, this could be open-ended forever. And this isn't yeah. end-end game. This is just getting... A, it's going to be, you know... Exactly. Half of half the story. Right. So, yeah, and... and... Yeah, I mean, while we're on the Sanctum talk, you yeah. know, I just want to bring this up real quick. Where the hell is Nikki? Yeah. yeah. I, ag- I mean, I agree. If anything, not. I don't think... I think it makes sense that she wasn't in this episode, but she should have been in the last. Yeah, I mean, the we last episode saw, we yeah, have Clark, we have Raven, we have we have enough of pe- of stuff going on since that happened. Where you know she should be raising hell. I mean, even when Indra's walking through camp, like with even with Murphy or whatever, you would think that she's trying to talk to somebody to be like, "What the hell just happened? I need revenge, or I want this, I want that." But she's just, you know. Well, we did get from our interview with Chad Rook, who plays Hatch, he he did tell us that Nikki has some explosions coming ahead. Like, yeah. we, this is going to, you know, she is going to revolt and start causing some unrest in Sanctum. But I agree. I didn't even realize that she was in the episode until you brought that up when we were talking. But So I think they didn't because when she is in the episode, it's going to be her a big, focus. gigantic right. part She'll of the episode. The, yeah, they can't just like have her be like, hey, hey, and then just like, not now. Yeah, right. <laughs> not that's now, true. we'll deal with you next episode. That's true. And yeah. we also know that, because this is still technically the same night as mm-hmm. um, the last episode. Is, uh, how did we get that confirmation? They say that we just we just stopped. You just stopped us for burning. Exactly. Shade Hata, a, like earlier th- tonight. Yeah. And then, yep, yep, exactly. Yeah. And that's the episode. I mean. Wait, hold on. Okay. We got a couple, the, I just wanted to touch on the conversation that um, Indra and Shade Hata have right before they take the mind drive out. Um, he's kind of at this point, he's just like playing a little bit of mind games, like talking to her about um, days on Earth when he was like actually run when he was the commander for that short period of time. Uh, and then he says to her, like, yeah, like I conquered tree crew. Like, were, were your parents yeah. there and stuff like that was just like a really cool throwback. And, you know, like Shade Hayda was a direct cause of Indra's dad dying in battle, which is another reason that she should have a lot of contempt for him and like actually just want to, you know, mess him up. Um, yeah, you're right. And that you made a good point because when we were watching, he was kind of explaining to me in my head. I thought Shade Hayda was like 100 years ago. Like, I'm like, oh, he was just like. 
a lore, kind of. Like, oh, Shade hated the Dark Commander, but Luke made a good point where he's like, he's like in everyone's rele- relevant brain. It, right. He's, it was he's, within the last generation. Right. Yeah. He had to be because there's only been 100 that. years worth of commanders because that's how long the um the apocalypse happened yeah. in the beginning of the series, you know? So there was, like, he he's, he knows Indra's family. He knows he conquered, he killed Indra's dad. He caused Indra's mom to bend the knee to them, and that's how Tree Crew kind of got, mm-hmm. you know, under Shade Hada's command. Um, but- Indra's been hard for forever. She's like, I thought my mom weak for kneeling, and then Gaia, she won't let Gaia, like, mourn Indra's, I don't know if it's husband or whatever. Yeah, guys so why dad. the hell is she like, getting upset when someone's burning themselves yeah, alive? Yeah, it's so true. But uh, last point I wanted to make on that conversation was um, I made a big deal about Knight, who is the character, who is the the grounder representative yeah. that was in Shade Hada's crew, a Shang crew or something like that, whatever. I forget it. And I, I made the point. I was like, Sang-Gata why? Sang-Gata crew. Sang- yeah, yeah, something like that. He's like, I made the point. I was like, why would he even care? But now, knowing that Shade Hada was really ruling 40, 50 years ago, mm-hmm. maybe even less, like, that gives a little bit more credence to why Knight would have reacted that way, being like, yo, come on, like, he would have been my our commander. Like, yeah, boy. he's still yeah, recent memory. He yep. might have been ruthless, but he was, you know, like, he was he the guy. He represented us, you yeah. Know? Yeah, I guess. And then last conversation we get, which is just like a one-liner, is when the other members of one crew come in to take to do the surgery on um, Shade Hater's neck and take the mind drive out. We get the one like line from Jackson where he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna give him some, uh, some something anest- to numb the pain, something to numb the pain." And um, Indra looks at him and he says, "Like, you know, like let le- him feel it, let him feel it for, for Abby." Abby. Yeah. And then he just goes, "Fuck yeah!" and just cuts his <laughs> yeah. neck right. And the- and he likes it, yeah. so he's yeah. a fucking sadist, like loving that pain. We all good? We're good. All I think right, we're good. let's go to the best segment ever: bang, kill, marry. Okay, we're doing new boy um, edition. So it's Nelson, Hatch, <laughs> and Levitt. Oh, jeez. This is a good one. I, okay, are we taking it just at... We're doing their characters. Okay. Yeah. Huh. You want me to start? Start. Okay, so I am banging Nelson because oh. he's a hot boy. You kill Chad, man. You better not. I'm going to kill Chad oh. and marry Levitt. Oh, my God. I, because Levitt, I was into that. I like someone... Like, I liked that whole storyline really... Like you said, lot. you're marrying Levitt. Um, boy, am I! I'm okay. marrying Levitt in two seconds. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. You know he, you know he, he loves Octavia. He'll love me just fine. <laughs> um, he saw Octav- Octavia's pure heart. So, <sighs> man, that's tough. I'm I'm banging Hatch because okay. he's my boy. Right? <laughs> you guys already have a personal connection. Yeah. Right. So. Um. Yeah, I mean, actually, to be honest, like I like Nelson. Like he, had, he's a cool character, and he did get a little more development in this episode. But Hatch is our boy. He's a little sexy. Nelson. Yeah, and I'm gonna do the same exact order as you right there. I'm definitely marrying Levitt, and I'm just gonna say that he kind of just falls under that scientifically curious category of like Raven Gabriel, and Gabriel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm all for that shit. Like he's he's gonna hold up a good conversation. You know, he's, he's gonna <laughs> good to bring to the parents. Whatever. All right, I'm taking Levitt. I'm marrying Levitt, and of course, I'm banging Hatch. Are you kidding me <laughs> chad rook was just on our goddamn podcast i know i know i love you N- chad nelson's great too i really like chad <laughs> if it wasn't if it wasn't hatch i would have been banging that. nelson though so. <laughs> um all right well that does it for the episode as always we are going to be following season seven of the hundred weekly next up is episode six titled nakara 
which is the new planet. Um, if you like what you heard, give Binge Down TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our show on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Thanks for listening, y'all. And also, it's Binge Down TV. Did I say Binge Down TV? Or Binge Down? <laughs> Just uh, keep it. Who cares? No, I, you guys looked that, at me, and I was like, no, like you were fucking...